The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome back to the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew von Fieren, and in today's episode, I want to discuss faith. So, you know, faith is something that every believer should be using all of the time. And I want to quote two scriptures from the New Testament about what God has to say about faith. So Romans chapter 1 verse 17 says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And Galatians chapter 3 verse 11 says the following, Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, but the righteous shall live by faith. So, as you can see, two scriptures from the New Testament, both saying the same thing, that the righteous shall live by faith. So, if you are born again, you have been made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, and you are now righteous. And according to these two verses of the Bible, the Christian should be living by faith. But I believe that you and I can both agree on this, that you don't come across Christians doing this. You know, uh, being a Christian and living by faith, it's two different things. It shouldn't be, but it is. And, you know, what I've seen for myself, that Christians would be forced to use faith only when something bad happens in their life. Then they will go to God. But according to this verse of Scripture, you know, we are supposed to be living by faith every day, all of the time. And the way God designed it, he wanted the Christian to dominate in this earth before Jesus comes. Jesus himself said, we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the earth. We're supposed to be showing people Jesus. We're supposed to be manifesting Jesus wherever we go, in every different situation and circumstance. And that's not happening. Now, please don't think that... I'm knocking the body of Christ because I'm not. There's something that the Lord has taught me years and years ago, and I want to share it with you. You see, what's currently happening in the body of Christ is Christians are trying to meet their own needs without God. And I personally don't judge them. I really don't. You know why? Because faith isn't being taught, especially in South Africa. Why is there so much testimonies coming out of America Because there's so much ministers in America that live this way all the time. You know, when you live in faith, you can teach faith. But if you're not living by faith, you can't teach it. And in America, you can just listen to their sermons. They know what they're talking about. They get results. You can hear that anointing just flowing out of them. And you see the results that they get. So in this country, in South Africa, like faith isn't being taught. You know, for example, in healing, I always hear of healing crusades, healing crusades. Come get your healing. And when are the people going to be taught how to get their own healing? When are people going to be taught how to use their own faith? 
instead of always rushing to the church to get their healing. So this is why I say I don't, I don't judge the people because they don't understand faith. No one is teaching them the ABCs of faith. You know, faith is supposed to be a lifestyle. And I've said this before in one of uh, my older teachings that I see faith as driving a car. You know, when you get into a car for the first time, especially in South Africa, where we have a lot of manual transmission cars, there's a lot to do in that cabin. You know, you have three pedals on the floor, you got your handbrake, you got your gear shifter, you got uh, stalks behind the steering wheel, there's gauges, there's obviously the steering wheel, um, the hooter, there's a lot of switches, there's a lot going on. And in the beginning, you know, if you have never driven before and you climb behind the wheel of a car, it can be intimidating. And you've got to learn how to drive. You've got to learn when to shift gears because there's the right time to shift gears. There's a time to take your foot off the clutch. There's a time to add uh, acceleration. There's a time to apply your brakes. But when you apply the brakes, you've got to apply the clutch at the same time. There's a special time to do all these things. And I'm going to say that again, like if you have never driven before and you start learning how to drive for the first time, it can be intimidating. And once you learn how to drive, man, you just get into the car and you just go. Nothing's holding you back. Now that you got your license, you don't need someone with a license to sit next to you, you know, because now you're legal. And that's how faith is. When it comes to faith, there's a few things you need to do. And there's a way that faith works. If I can say, you know, faith isn't just one thing. If it was, Jesus wouldn't teach about faith in the Gospels. I mean, look at Abraham. Abraham, it took him about 25 years to actually understand the concept. Because in his 25th year, when he was 100, he got it. He got it. So faith is easy, but at the same time, it's easy when you know how to use faith. Driving is easy, but you've got to know how to drive. So in this episode, I just want to talk about the basics of faith to just help people understand things. And uh, I've got this awesome scripture. And I, I feel like I need to start here. We know that the sower sows the word. We know that if you want to believe God for anything, you've got to find that scripture first. Because God's not going to give you anything outside of His will. And His word is His will. So, for example, if you want healing, you look for healing scriptures. If you want divine protection, you've got to look for divine protection scriptures. If you want a partner, you've got to look for those scriptures. If you want uh, employment, you've got to look for those scriptures. There's, If you want wisdom, you've got to look for those scriptures. You have to find your anchoring scripture first before you do anything. Jesus himself said, the sower sows the word. Jesus teaches us in Mark chapter 4 that when you sow the word, you've got to hear the word. And when you hear the word, it goes down into your heart. You also know Romans ten seventeen. the Bible says, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's a continuous thing. So hearing the word with your physical ears, this helps the word get down into your heart. So I want to major on something that a lot of Christians have overlooked in times past. And I do believe that this is an area where so many people have failed. So let me address this first. 
I've heard a lot of people say that they've tried faith and it doesn't work. And you know what? I don't dispute the fact that they have tried. Once again, I I don't judge them because I'm about to address something that a lot of people have overlooked. Something so simple, but so profound at the same time. Praise God. So, you know, there's Christians that try and meet their own needs because they feel like they've tried faith, it doesn't work, and now they themselves have to go into the world and make things happen. They get themselves into debt. Maybe they have been praying for God to send the right person on their path, you know, the right partner, and nothing's been happening. So they start taking matters into their own hands and they start going to their local church and start talking to anyone and anyone that'll have a full-on conversation with them and they try and get themselves in a relationship. So um, other people have tried believing God for healing and just nothing works. So I want to start off by reading Luke chapter 17, verse 5 and 6. This is from the King James Version of the Bible, and it says, And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. I just want to stop there. I just want to camp there for a little while. That right there stuck out to me. Increase our faith. Now, you know, the Bible says that God has dealt to each man the measure of faith. If you are born again, you have faith. You have faith. Now, you'll notice that for some Christians, faith works. And for other Christians, they say they've tried it and it doesn't work. And I'm about to show you why it doesn't work for some Christians. This is a very big area. So I'm going to read that again. And the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Listen, you've got to understand where these apostles were coming from. They were following Jesus every day, every day. Jesus's earthly ministry was three years here on this earth, and his disciples were with him day and night. They saw things. They saw Jesus heal every type of sickness and disease. They saw Jesus raise the dead. They saw Jesus cast out devils. They saw Jesus feed multitudes of people. Listen, we have not seen a multitude of people. You know, we go to maybe a rugby match or a cricket match or a soccer match, and we think, wow, that stadium is packed. But remember, back then, Jesus, the Son of God, was walking the earth, and everyone that heard about him wanted to hear his teachings. They wanted to be healed from any sickness and disease. They wanted direction. So everyone that could came out to see him. He had big crowds following him. And Jesus fed all of these people. Jesus just gave wisdom. You know, people were being set free every single day. Jesus was just manifesting the love of God wherever he went. And the disciples see this. And at one stage, they couldn't even cast out a devil in a boy. You know, and they're thinking like, what is going on? So anyway, in this instance, you know, the the apostles came to Jesus and they said, increase our faith. You know, they went in on this. They want to be moving in miracles. I mean, it looks awesome. It looks amazing, the stuff that he's doing. They went in. And this is what Jesus said. He said, and the Lord said, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, he might say unto the sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. And, you know, something the Lord told me many, many years ago. I was young spiritually. And the Lord said, concerning faith, he said, start small, but start somewhere. So what I've seen 
when people get born again and they hear that, you know, God, who is the Almighty, that He created the universe and He loves us and He's ready to bless us, they get all excited and now they want to pray left, right, and center and they want to pray for big things. They want to pray for Mercedes Benzes, they want to pray for mansions, they want to pray for all these big things. And you know what? Everyone does have the perfect financial plan. God, who is love, he has given us the blessing. The Bible says, uh, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that we, through his poverty, might be rich. We are rich. But obviously there's a pathway for us to take to get to those riches. And another thing concerning money, um, God's not going to dump a million dollars into your banking account overnight. You need to grow in finances because God, who is love, he's intelligent. He needs to see if you are going to follow him. He needs to see if he's still going to be your father, if he's still going to be your God. Because a lot of people, you know, when they come across a lot of money, they quickly forget their religion. They quickly forget their family and they rush off. And that money just drives them insane. They can't handle it. So that's why God grows a person in finances. And he wants to see if you're going to tithe. That's why he won't start you off at the top. He starts you off at the bottom. And he grows you. So the Bible says in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, King James Version, it says, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. That is awesome. Uh, seed time and harvest will not cease. So concerning this natural earth, we can see seed time and harvest in progress all the time. Farmers, you can speak to any farmer right now, not just in South Africa, all around the world, and you can ask them, is seed time and harvest a thing? Do they plant the seed tonight and tomorrow morning the harvest is here? They will say no. And you have the people that sow the seed, but in the right season, there's a thing called harvesters that will come in and harvest. But once again, you've got to wait for the right season. Every plant, they have different time frames where they grow up from the seed to the harvest. You can go to any factory. Everything goes through a thing called a process. Any couple that comes together, they, you'll find out that they first become friends and they start talking more and more and they start hanging out more and more and they think to themselves, man, they, they like this other person. And the guy asks the girl out and she says yes. And now they're dating. And some couples date quite long before they go to the next level. Others take, you know, a couple of months. But once again, it's all part of the process. Then they get engaged. Then they engage for a while and then they get married. And after being married for a while... Then they start their family, having children. So everything operates by seed time and harvest in this natural. You cannot get away from it. Your education. No one starts at primary school one day and the next day they finish university. You know for yourself, the education system, it's a process. You get primary school and then you get high school and then college, university, so forth and so on. But a person is always moving forward. And concerning a decent education, it's a process. 
And, you know, for doctors, they got to study, I believe it's seven years, I stand to be corrected, and then they have to intern at government hospitals for three years. It's a while before they can launch out and start their own practice. It's not quick, quick. Now, when it comes to the supernatural, where do you think the natural got this principle from? The natural is mimicking the supernatural. God created the process of seed time and harvest. It came from him. When a woman falls pregnant, nine months that baby is growing on the inside of her. And even when she gives birth, the baby doesn't just you know, come out the womb and say, okay, you know what, uh, I'm out here now, I'm going to look for my own place, I'm going to get married now. No. When the child comes out, a brand new process starts. The baby cannot even sit up on its own. They just lay there. Then after a while, they can sit up on their own. Then after a while, they can stand up on their own. Then after a while, they can start walking on their own. Then they slowly start running. There comes a point where they start feeding themselves. So, you know, with kids, there's a process. With everything, there's a process. The process of seed time and harvest. So coming back to the supernatural realm, this is quite exciting. The kingdom of God. We are supposed to be seeking the kingdom of God and his ways. Because when we go to him, when we use our faith, we become more and more dependent on the Father. He is our Father. He wants to be treated like a father. And he wants to be there for you. And he has given you a thing called faith. But I'm going to read this again. Luke chapter 17, verse 5 and 6, King James Version. And it says, And the apostle said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If he had faith as a grain of mustard seed, he might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Jesus gave them an answer that they did not expect. They came there wanting more faith, and Jesus didn't just say, Okay, you get more faith, you get more faith, everyone gets more faith. No, he's not Oprah. And he said something that really stuck out to me. He said, If you had a grain of mustard seed, use it. So getting back to what the Lord told me, a few years ago, start small, but start somewhere. When I first got born again, this was in the year uh, 2001, I believe it was February, and I was dating this girl. Um, We were both in the same high school with each other, and that was the year we both got our first cell phones. And mine was an Ericsson, I think hers was an Alcatel, and it was awesome. Back then, there wasn't a thing called WhatsApp, there wasn't Telegram, there wasn't Facebook, there wasn't Snapchat, there wasn't any of these social networks. It was just SMS. I believe uh, Mixit came out a little later, but it was just straightforward SMS. So every SMS, I think it had, I forgot how much characters, I don't want to lie, but we used to SMS each other all the time. It, it was fun having uh, our first phones. Uh, we used to text each other, and I used to fly through airtime. Airtime back then, it wasn't expensive, but for a young kid that was in school and didn't have a job, it was expensive. So I used to fly through airtime, and I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to start believing God for airtime. And guess what? People were blessing me with airtime left, right, and center. It came to the point where I wasn't buying any airtime because God was always giving me airtime. He was always leading people to buy me airtime. It was awesome. And that's how I started using my faith. And then, bear in mind, I'm a young teenager. I've got an awesome girlfriend. I started believing God for clothes. I saw it working on airtime. And I thought, okay, okay. I need some new threads. I started believing God for clothes. And guess what? I started getting clothes. 
And you know why that was supernatural? Because I did not go to people saying, man, I need airtime, I need airtime, I need airtime. I need to, you know, uh, send a text message to my girlfriend. I need airtime, please. I didn't stand on the street corners begging. I didn't go to my folks begging. I didn't go to anyone begging. I went to God and I asked him for airtime and I received it by faith and I started getting it. Same thing with clothes. I didn't ask people. I went directly to the Father and started receiving clothes, debt-free clothes. That's when it's really faith. But, uh, you know, if someone says they're in faith, but they're asking people for that thing, it's, that's not faith. So I started believing for airtime and clothes. And then I also upgraded my phone at a later stage to this very, very nice Motorola. And what I did is I put a brand new uh, faceplate and it was a see-through faceplate so you can see the motherboard underneath and the screen and it was really awesome. And one day something happened where I got frustrated about something and I threw my phone against the wall. And because it wasn't the original Motorola cover, this aftermarket cover was a lot thinner and the phone broke. The cover broke, the battery flew out of it and I think the screen was cracked and that was my stupidity. And I thought to myself, oh, what did I do? Because the one phone that I got, I don't have anymore. So I went before the Lord and I said, Lord, I need a new phone. And at that time, camera phones started coming out. And camera phones back then, they were very expensive. And once again, I think I was, yeah, I started my first job. And it was awesome, man. I, I believe this is what I was confessing for every day. I've got a brand new, debt-free, name brand camera phone. Those four things. Brand new, debt-free, name brand camera phone. So that was a project that only God knew. I went directly to him. I asked him for this phone. And I didn't mention the brand. I just said I wanted a brand new, debt-free, name brand camera phone. And I got one. I was blessed with a brand new debt-free name-brand camera phone. And back then, that phone was close on 3,000 Rand. This is when camera phones started coming onto the market. So they were still like, wow, you know. And I harvested that phone, and I didn't pay a cent. And it was brand new, it was debt-free, it was name-brand camera phone. And that's how I started. You know, I didn't start off, you know, believing God for Mercedes-Benzes and Lamborghinis and Rolls-Royces and big mansions. You know, if you want to come to the point where you are harvesting big things, you've got to start harvesting small things. There was a time where I said, okay, I want a smartphone now. And I went before the Lord and I said, Lord, I need a smartphone. Yes, a person can go and buy one. Yes, a person can get one on credit. I said, no, like, um, you know what? I know God has called me to ministry. I need to practice this stuff. Because if I don't practice it, how can I teach other people to do it? So... So I asked God for a smartphone, and I trusted him, and there's some works that I did, and I got blessed with a smartphone. When I wanted a computer, I knew what to do. There's a certain desk that I wanted for my bedroom, and uh, these desks are a lot bigger. It's not that cheap student desks that any place sells. It's a bigger desk with bigger drawers and so forth and so on. There's a certain desk I wanted. I went before the Lord in faith. And I trusted him for it. And I got it. When I wanted a chest of drawers, I went before the Lord. So the more you grow your faith, the bigger stuff you can harvest. So that's what I'm saying. You know, don't fool yourself. 
Don't say, hey, you know what? I'm going to believe God for this big business or I'm going to believe God for that big house. A very, very anointed man quite a few years ago. He was a a fellow minister. He went home to be with the Lord a couple of years ago. And uh, you know what he said once? He said, start believing God for a pair of socks. And what was he really saying? He was saying, start small. Believe God for something small. And just let it snowball. Obviously, you're not going to be sticking with believing God for socks for the rest of your life. Yes, it might save you some money, depending on how much socks you go through. But start small, but grow your faith. Grow it and grow it and grow it and grow it. So Genesis 8, 22, once again, it says, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat, and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. This principle is never going to go away. The reason why there's so much Christians that rather go to the world because they never gave God a chance. Because honestly, they didn't know they need to do these things. But start small. Start somewhere. Grow your faith. And when you harvest your first thing, don't hang up your faith coat and say, okay, well, I did it. It's living by faith, baby. No, get back into it. Look around. Believe God for something else. I've heard uh, famous ministers where they started. One believed God for gas for their car and $500. Another one believed God for a coffee table. But you know where they are today? They have believed God for buildings. That's how they grew their faith. You don't start off believing God for a massive house and then work your way down and say, oh, I need a pair of shorts. I'm going to believe God for a pair of shorts now because I got the house out the way. No, <laughs> you, you do it the other way around. You believe God for the small things first. And you know, something that has really helped me is whenever I'm believing God for something, I'll stop and I'll turn around and I'll look at all these smaller things that I trusted God for in the past. You know what confidence that gives you? Knowing that, in my case, I started believing God for airtime, then clothes, then a camera phone. Start small, start somewhere, and grow your faith. I really hope you got something out of this. Remember, faith comes by hearing, so keep on hearing. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.